Good morning and welcome to Green Tea Conversations, a radio show that delves into the pages of Natural Awakenings magazine to bring you the local experts who share progressive ideas and the latest information and insights needed so you can lead your best life. I'm your host, Candy Brothel, publisher of the Twin Cities edition of Natural Awakenings magazine, and I am honored to bring these experts to you. Today's guest is Debbie Meckley a Master Certified Health and Spiritual Wellness Coach and founder of Trust Your Vision Coaching Programs. Debbie is a motivational speaker, workshop facilitator, and has most recently served as a spiritual care advisor for hospice, supporting patients, families, and educating on the end-of-life journey. She is an author of several books, including the soon-to-be-released Regret-Free Living. The latest book is inspired by her work as a death doula in hospice and the and parallels that present themselves as we search for meaning, purpose, and our passion, which she calls the secret sauce of living. Thank you for being with us today, Debbie. I'm delighted. Thanks for having me. It is so good to have you in the studio. And the first thing I need to ask you is, what is a death doula? Um, a death doula is a coach of sorts for the dying. Uh, in ancient times, they were called anamkaras in the Celtic times. And that was a soul friend of the dying who met all of their physical, emotional, social, spiritual needs so that the families could be with them, just be with them. Uh, Now we've uh, become death doulas, and um, it's essentially the same thing, helping people move through um, a, a lot of things, you know, not just the physical part. That's typically, you know, the clinical staff is doing that, but it's a very spiritual experience. Uh, leaving and birthing out of this world and there's a lot going on there is and i just i'm so impressed and when i met you and you and i have talked uh, quite extensively about the work that you did but uh, as a an adult foster care provider um, my husband and i have done that for 28 years i we have had hospice come into our home uh, on a number of occasions, including they are in our home right now mm-hmm. with one of our clients who is transitioning. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's just, it's such a benefit to the family members, to the people who love the people who are, who you're caring for, and just to have people there who can help you kind of walk through that process. And I'm sure for people who are, um, you know, in the dying process themselves, they have a lot of questions. They have a lot of maybe things that they want to talk about that maybe they don't want to burden their families with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and sometimes it's a burden is the feeling, but other times they're too close. There's too much history. And so when someone from the outside comes in as the observer, there is no history. There's no judgment. There's no past conversations or angst, you know, um, and so people um, are more easily to open up and talk about the things that are heavy on their hearts or the things they may not have shared with someone else all along. What are some of the things that you found, uh, you know, has there been like a, a pattern or things that commonly come up with people? Um, you know, relationships. So much so, and forgiveness. It's interesting. We think of people who are leaving this world and that they hold on to hope. You know, it's the hope. It's the hope. And hope, um, studies show that only 8% of people are holding on to hope. 58% are concerned with forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness of another, asking for forgiveness, forgiveness of their own self. So typically it's those kinds of things that come up. And, of course, when somebody is getting ready to, you know, uh, leave or at the end of life, um, the dynamics in families rise. Yes. You know, um, emotions rise and people have this sense of urgency. They must get something said or done or they don't know how to do it and they're afraid it's never going to get done. And so um, it's helping people move through um, all the aspects, not just the physical changes, but this spiritual place that we're at because um, I talk about this in my book that, you know, we die very much the way we have lived. And if we're holding on to this stuff, it's there. Mm-hmm. It's going to be there with us at the end. And so um, it's helping people move through that if they've not moved through it because there's not a lot of time left and, frankly, energy. You know, life prana, life energy that's um, there to move through that kind of thing. 
So what have you, have you seen people who, I mean, I'm sure you have, so let me say this <laughs> a different way. So you've seen people who have had really powerful, impactful um, death moments, right, uh, or death process, where they're able to release a lot of things or re- be able to connect on a level that maybe they hadn't prior mm-hmm. or even just strengthen an already strong relationship. And then I'm sure you've seen on the other side, too, where they haven't been able to do that. What do you think is the difference? What do you think is the difference in, is it personality? Is it, you know, um, what I have to say about that is that it is such an incredible experience. It's enlightenment. And so what I have seen happen is people have so much fear of Mm -hmm. death whether it be pain or leaving or the unknown, what they've been taught, which is ingrained in them and caused fear as well when we get there. What I've seen happen that is so powerful is that a lot of that drifts away because the real truth of the whole experience is unfolding itself for that person. And oftentimes people who are standing there, the family members, don't want to believe some things that could be happening, you know, like, where are we going? Is it going to be bad? Is it going to be good? And when you're inside of the beauty of all that, you realize it's only good. Mm-hmm. It's only good. And um, But there are, you know, um, some, everyone, you know, we just, we transform. We change form. So everyone transforms. But when you not only change form and leave, but the way you leave transforms and leaves something behind for the family, that they can carry on to the next death and the next legacy for their children to say, wow, that was that was something. <clears throat> I'm really honored to have been a part of that. Yes. And every one of the deaths I've been a part of, over a thousand people to the other side of the veil, has been an honor, mm-hmm. a real honor. Yes, I haven't been with it nearly as many as you have, but it is, yeah. has always been an honor. Just it takes one. Yeah, it's an Just incredibly spiritual experience and um and i always i always leave the the situation thinking wow what what an honor it was for me to be with this person during this time and how thankful i am for that so you really you take all of these experiences that you've had with the people who you've worked with in hospice and it really helped to kind of transform your own coaching or the coaching that you do today with people yeah so how did you how did you take that what were some of the nuggets that you learned well what i realized is that the dying are such incredible teachers of the living and um that there were so many regrets and even though some of them seemed small on the outside when you carry that you embody that it becomes cell deep you know, and um, uh, that so many people carried these things with them that um, could have been let go sooner in our living. And so as I as I watched that and moved through that, I saw these cycles of regrets that we create by choice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what we call suffering is a choice. Most suffering is. And um, uh, it really influenced me to think about w- with each of these people, what could have been a little bit different? A year before this happened, mm-hmm. two years, 50 years. I was going to say 40 years. Right. What could have been different. And, um, and that so many of those are either conversations or ones that can't be had, whether journaling. But um, what I found is that we all are connected. We're all interconnected. And I've you know, always known that, but we all desire to be happy. We're all searching for happiness in our living. We're not trying to find it at the end because it'll automatically be there if we do it differently in what I call the gap of all things, which is the gap of living. It's this path that we're in, the middle of, you know, on one side's birth and the other is birthing out or dying. And what are we doing in the middle here, in this middle and lane? the gap of all things. Yeah, the gap of all things. <laughs> I <do> like that. <laughs> yeah. So. And so it's during those times that the regrets kind of build up that maybe hold stay with us at the end yeah and you're saying how can we so in your coaching that you do with people you're helping them to learn how they can change that 
during that gap of all things. Yes, yeah, right now, you know, get, getting clear on that. How do we get clear on that? And then these things that we see as obstacles, let's acknowledge them and name them and move in and through them so that we get the desired outcome that we want instead of just that's hanging out there frivolously in the air and we never quite get there. What What were some of the, like, common regrets that you saw at the end with people? Um, One was uh, I didn't do what I really wanted to do. I didn't express myself creatively the way I wanted to. I took care of a lot of elderly people. And so for women, um, you just did what everybody did. Typically, you know, you married young, you had children, cared for the home, the children, all of all of that. But that didn't mean you didn't have desires. Mm-hmm. You didn't have talents, dreams, and so resentments. Oftentimes resentments of the roles they played and took on that didn't serve them the way that they had wished. And then when you have all this time to think mm-hmm. in your older age, you start thinking about the things you wish you had done whether it be travel or opening up that dress shop or, um, you know, just doing something different. The things that held us back and the fears that we didn't face. Right, exactly. Isn't that interesting? Well, for people who want to learn more about the work that you do, what is your email, or what is your website? Uh, it is trustyourvisioncoaching.com. Or they can call you at 952-381-5342. When we come back, we're going to talk with Deb, Debbie. We're going to continue talking with Debbie about the four mainstays that will help us to live a life without regret. You're listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and we will be right back. Prairie Oaks Memorial Eco Gardens is the first green cemetery in Minnesota. It's a beautiful, peaceful place where burials are celebrations of life with as little impact on the environment as possible. Tony Weber founded it because he wants to leave a green legacy for his grandchildren, something many of us might feel. Learn more. Visit the website mngreengraves.com. Give them a call. The goal is so meaningful, so positive, it might be right for you. Prairie Oaks Memorial Eco Gardens. I'm Connie Bjork, co-host of Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show. Join Michelle Kitzmiller and I as we focus on all aspects of health, wellness, spirituality, and growth from a mind, body, spirit, emotion perspective. On the Awakened Living Radio Show, we will discuss stress, self-care, fear, happiness, beliefs, communication, joy, pain, trauma, and more. Join us for the Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show Saturdays at 10 a.m. Let us share with you ways to infuse vitality into life. The Downtowner Woodfire Grill in St. Paul is the perfect choice for breakfast, lunch, and dinner seven days a week. Offering daily fresh seafood specials, fire-roasted meats, exquisite pizza, and half-price bottles of wine on Mondays and Tuesdays, except on Excel Energy event nights. Once you experience their cozy fireside dining, extensive wine list and bar, you'll be back for more. Gift certificates and private dining room for parties available. Located at 253 West 7th Street with plenty of free parking or online at downtownerwoodfire.com. If you're someone that counts on AM950 to bring you the latest in progressive politics, news, and talk, remember, we can't do it alone. Support our many great advertisers and let them know you heard about their business on AM950. If you don't know who to talk to, simply write AM950 on your receipt. AM950 is supported by small, local businesses, so you're not only helping us and those businesses, but our local economy as well. For a complete list of our sponsors, log on to am950radio.com. Hi, I'm Peter Solak. And I'm Adam Ostrowski. We are here at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces to talk about outdoor fires. Sitting around a fire is the oldest, most basic form of human activity. What's new is in the way fire is burned. We can show you how to burn cleaner with a lot less smoke. The radiant heat and light from an open fire is unmatched. It kindles our spirits and connects us to the outdoors. And now it's easier to experience and enjoy. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces sells and installs wood and gas burning fire pits and fireplaces. Let us help you experience an outdoor fire without all the smoke. Come see the many ways you can enjoy a fire outdoors. 
Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces has over 35 working wood and gas units on display at the corner of East Franklin and Riverside Avenue in Minneapolis. More information at woodlandstoves.com. Find the fire that works for you. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977. Welcome back to Green Tea Conversations, where we delve into the pages of Natural Awakenings magazine and talk to the experts who share their expertise on natural health with you. I'm your host, Candy Brothel, and today we are talking with Don Morningstar, the founder and executive director of Venerable Women Empowerment Foundation and author of the award-winning book, Venerable Women Transform Ourselves, Transform the World. So, Don, before the break, we were starting to talk about the work that you're doing now in the in the um, transitions mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. between prison and for people who are coming out of prison and transitioning Correct. back into into their lives. And I'm curious as far as what are some of the things that you learned that you're learning about that maybe you didn't realize before you went before you started doing this work? Well, I realized how much judgment I and others can have about people who have been incarcerated, that they're somehow different than us, and they're absolutely no different than us whatsoever. These are people who have made mistakes in their lives and have gotten caught and incarcerated, and they've paid the price for mm-hmm. their crimes. Um, I also learned that it was really important for me, on that, in that same vein, it was important for me not to to ask them or even know the women that I'm working with why they were incarcerated. I didn't want to look at them any differently. I wanted to see them as my sisters. And I felt like if I knew what they had done, that maybe that would in some way just kind of lay beneath the surface. And I did not want that. I wanted to look at them with eyes of love and equality and respect. Mm -hmm. And so um, they love that I never ask them. And um, that's been very important to them. And um, I've also really observed the fact that as wonderful as many programs are that are in prisons, the overall prison system itself is still very oppressive and punitive rather than being supportive and restorative. So the system isn't going to change overnight, although there are a lot of people who are working on making changes in the overall prison system. But um, this is something we can do that is restorative to people's lives and gives them real tools and hope for, for their future. Mm-hmm. And so I feel really, um, I feel so grateful that I can be a part of that because everybody needs a fresh a fresh start. Right, right. And I think it's important for, for all of us to remember, we all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I've said many times, but for the grace of God, go I. Yes, <laughs> me too, Candy. <laughs> there have been things that, you know, may not have turned out as well. For sure. <laughs> as they did, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. But, um you know, we all make mistakes. We all have things that we wish we wouldn't have done. Yes. Um, we all have things that we've had to take in the consequences for. Yes. But when we continue to shame people or label them mm-hmm. um, for those mistakes, and, and so, you know, it's kind of human nature for us to try to, I don't know, somehow feel better yeah. <laughs> about ourselves yeah. if we can kind of label somebody else as, you know, we would never do that. We would mm-hmm. never be that. Mm-hmm. But when we continue to do that, we're, we're really doing an injustice to our whole society. Yes. So what is it about the restorative part of what you're doing that mm-hmm. you see can make the biggest difference in people's lives? Well, I believe that when we look at people with the eyes of respect and dignity, that helps them see that about themselves. Mm -hmm. And um, I also know that many of the people I've worked with, um, you know, not unlike uh, others who have not been incarcerated, but many of the people have had really, truly challenging backgrounds. I mean, the stories can be just so sad beyond words. And terrifying in some cases and to be able to 
understand that if a person doesn't have those strong roots to begin with, then how could they have a strong moral compass or even a sense of their own self-worth? And so the restorative part, as I see it, is being able to help people see what's already inside of them. Mm -hmm. This isn't something that needs to be bestowed upon another person. We all have the potential for greatness inside of us. It's just that some people have either never been told that or they were told that that was absolutely not true about them or they um, had you know, their own belief in themselves knocked out of them over the years through experiences and so on. So restoring people's own faith in themselves is something that the Venerable Women Empowerment Foundation is really committed to doing. And again, we can't give what we don't have ourselves. So everyone on our board and in our organization practices these same principles as well of really um, you know, honoring ourselves and loving ourselves. And it's a practice because (laughs) we can easily go the other way. (laughs) And that's actually the first principle that you Mm -hmm. teach in the Best Life Program. So the Best Life Program is a program that you develop specifically for the women going through transition. Yes. So tell us about that first principle, which is relationship with self. Yeah, I'd love to. So um, I felt that um, rather than uh, bringing the women into the very... um, intricacies and depths of my book, which can be a little heady for people. Um, Not heady, but it's for people who have been on a spiritual path for sure. That what I would do is not dumb it down in any way, because it's not dumbed down, but simplify it in a way that I could capture a few of the concepts from the book. So the BEST Life Program is, uh, BEST is the acronym for Boundaries, Empowerment, Self-Worth, and Transformation. Oh, I like that. And so, and the women love that. They Mm -hmm. love that. And so um, we start off talking about empowerment and that empowerment is not something that somebody else gives you. It's something that you reach inside of yourself and you self-empower. And that's a brand new concept for many of these women. They were looking at some for someone or something or some situation or whatever to help them have self-worth. As many of us do. Absolutely. Yes, I mean, it's it's kind of a common thread throughout our entire society, not just women, men, everyone. Right. But it is a huge thing that once you start to understand that, how Mm -hmm. different it can, the differences that can be made in your life. Absolutely true. And so that's a big aha for many women is, oh, I get to empower myself. And one of the ways that I teach them to do that is that simple question of asking, what do I need? And like I said before, many women have never asked themselves, what do I need? They're always looking at how can I serve? What can I give to others? And so just the fact of being aware of what you need for your body, mind, spirit, and heart um, is really a way of for the women to feel whole because when we feel whole we make better decisions and choices in our lives so and i suppose that was something that was not something that they commonly practiced Oh, absolutely. And in a show of hands with one of the first groups that I worked with, it was 28 or 30 women there. And I asked them how many of them had had, uh, no, I started off by asking how many of you would like to have uh, a supportive group um, in your life that gave you uh, or that where you all shared these kinds of principles, because I had shared some of these principles with them and every hand in the room went up. And then I said, how many of you had something like that before you came and not one hand went up. So for people who want to learn more about Venerable Women Empowerment, go to VenerableWomenEmpowerment.org. You are listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and we will be back in just a moment. Does your dog deserve food that is as wholesome as the food you feed your family? Food that is natural without artificial ingredients? At Total Dog Company, we carry Nature's Logic brand dry and canned foods. Nature's Logic pet foods are made without any synthetic vitamin mixes or other synthetic nutrients. All the goodness comes from real food. 
Find Nature's Logic at Total Dog Company in New Hope, right off of 169 at 9432 36th Avenue North, and at TotalDogCompany.com. Due to unprecedented corporate media consolidation, roughly six corporations now dominate the media. For democracy to work, people need easy access to independent and diverse sources of news and information. I'm Amy Goodman. Join me and Juan Gonzalez as we speak with international journalists, grassroots leaders, peace activists, artists, academics, and independent analysts. Democracy Now! offers real, independent news and analysis. Catch Democracy Now! every weekday at 2 p.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Get 50 bucks for your trade-in regardless of condition when you buy new appliances from Warner Stellion. Buy at Warner Stellion and you get our already low price guarantee. Trusted fast free delivery, professional installation, 18 months no interest financing. And now we'll buy your replaced appliances for 50 bucks each. Choose from Minnesota's best appliance selection with friendly specialists who save you time and money. Say goodbye to your tired appliances and get $50 rebates for a limited time at Minnesota's original appliance specialist, Warner Stellion. Native Ritz Radio is proud to announce we've added an extra hour. Yeah, Chushke, one hour goes by too fast. That's right, Uncle Curtis. I'll have extra time to share important information about our sacred animals. And report national and native news from all over the country and Canada. This new hour is sponsored by Robbins Kaplan LLP, dedicated to redefining excellence for high-stakes litigation representation in Indian country. We are awake Tom Hartman here letting you know how you can save money with All Energy Solar. One of the myths about solar is that it's too expensive and you need lots of money down. The truth? Solar is available for little or no money down. And if you have a great site for solar, you might even save money right away on a monthly basis. So don't wait to switch. You'll see your investment pay off the sooner you switch to All Energy Solar. So start saving today and visit allenergysolar.com. Hello, humans. This is me, Ellie Krug, with Ellie 2.0 Radio on Monday mornings from 7 to 8 a.m. I'm an idealist working to change the world. My show, Ellie 2.0 Radio, highlights other past and present idealists and the incredible things humans can do when we work for the greater good. You remember that idea about the greater good, right? I've got a vision of a better world where everyone has a place at the table. Listen every Monday from 7 to 8 a.m. and be inspired on AM 950. With your AM950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today we could see some showers, but mostly sunny with a high near 88, while tonight's mostly cloudy with a low around 68. Tomorrow, storms likely with a high near 84. Tuesday, sunny with a high near 84. And Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high near 83. Join Country Financial for the 2019 Minneapolis Farmer's Market Chef Challenge. This Saturday, August 10th, a couple of local chefs will compete for the title of Master of the Market. The event starts at 10 a.m. and it's at 312 East Lindale in Minneapolis. More info at mplsfarmersmarket.com. Welcome back to Green Tea Conversations, where we delve into the pages of Natural Awakenings magazine and talk to the professionals who share their expertise on natural health and well-being with you. I'm your host, Candy Brothel, and today we're talking with Don Morningstar, the founder and executive director of Venerable Women Empowerment Foundation and author of the award-winning book, Venerable Women, Transform Ourselves, Transform the World. So, Don, just before the break, we were starting to talk about the program that you use uh, for women in transition who are leaving prison and going back into society. And uh, they're at that trans transition point mm-hmm. and a program that you developed through the foundation that you are going into different programs and teaching. Mm-hmm. And uh, the program is called Best Life. And again, BEST stands for? It's Boundaries, Empowerment, Self-Worth, and Transformation. And we were talking about the first principle, which mm-hmm. is relationship with self. Right. And I know that there is yet uh, one more aspect of right. this that we want to get into with uh, relationship with self and that is value. Right. And um, just for the logical minds out there, uh, the acronym is B-E-S-T, and we, but we start with empowerment because the, the um, empowerment piece is the foundation. Um, and so within that is the asking what we need, which is what we had talked about before the break. And the second part is um, what do I value? 
And then we move into that B, which is boundaries. And I lead the women in a um, what I call the upper room exercise, which is they ascend a golden staircase. This is a meditation that I do with them where they access and really take a look at what they value in their lives. Is it honesty, love, truth, compassion, uh, connection? What is it that they value? Because you can't protect your values if you don't know what you value and that is what a boundary is is really in venerable women we see it a little differently it's not as much what we want to keep out but what we want to protect and keep whole within us which is what we value i love that Mm -hmm. i love that so how can you so understanding that then what are some of the things that you can teach people about boundaries and about setting boundaries Mm -hmm. because i think you know again that's probably one of the biggest issues we face Mm -hmm. um, as women, as men too, but as women especially, is being able to have very clear boundaries. Yes. Um, Not only, and most of the time it's with the people who are closest to us. That's right. right? That's right. Yeah, and um, you know, uh, that can be very challenging as we all know, the people closest to us, but it's not impossible. We have to teach people how to treat us. That's Mm -hmm. something that um, really is uh, so profoundly important is teaching people how to treat us. And so what I practice myself and teach others to do is to, once you have really taken a look at what you value and you get clear on those values, you write them down, you get very familiar with them, it's very simple how to make decisions and set boundaries moving forward. You ask yourself, does this, whatever that this is, does it align with my values? Right. If the answer is yes, you move forward. If the answer is no, you do not. It is that simple. It doesn't mean that it's easy. easy. <laughs> but you know, Simple, but not always easy. <laughs> this is all a practice, and we're yes. going to take action anyway. Why not take actions that lead us in the direction of our wholeness? And I think one of the, you know, one of the important things is we are constantly teaching people how to treat us, yes. whether it's good or bad. Absolutely. So we just have to understand that what we're doing is actually is actually teaching them it's okay, right? So if, yes. if, it's, if we're being treated in a way we don't like, it's because we've taught people that that's okay. That's so right. now we have to teach something different. Yes. And that is... That is Again, a simple concept, but not easy. Yeah. And the thing to keep in mind that might make it a little easier for us is we don't just do this for ourselves. We do this for those that we are modeling this behavior to as well. Because what it does is it lets them, sometimes they'll step back and say, well, I I never thought I could say no to this thing or that thing. And so we end up modeling good behavior for other people and that raises them up. And to me, that is one of the great benefits of living our highest and best lives is people who are ready to do that, they're going to want to know how you do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I never go around and process and try to get people to do it. But if they're curious about it, it, this works. I mean, it 100% works. Right. People see it in you and they mm-hmm. they strive to have that in themselves. So yes. they'll ask. Right? Yes. They're going to ask you to teach them how to do that. Yes. And, and it is something that you can change. You can change generations. Absolutely. Of being treated badly. Generations of people before you who were, you can change it for the generations coming up behind you. Yes, and some say that by us healing and changing in this generation, we are healing past generations as well because we make them look good because we're here on their behalf. (laughs) So now the second part of the Best Life Mm -hmm. program is our relationship with the higher well, um, I want to say God, but well, um, we're we're on um, the B of the best life, which was boundaries, and then if we move into self worth, which would be the next part of this, uh, that's where we are learning to do what is ours to do, no more, no less. And there's a whole philosophy around that wow. because many times women are, and I say women because um, although there are some men who do this, it really is more common for women to um, 
really overdo things. We we want to some we do it sometimes because we want to have approval from others. Sometimes we do it because we're avoiding doing what we know we need to do for ourselves. We don't like mm-hmm. to admit that, mm-hmm. but it's a form of avoidance. And so the idea is to do that which is ours to do, no more, no less. And there's again, there's a lot more to be said about this. But sometimes we don't do enough for ourselves, and sometimes we do too much for other people. So the idea is to get that balance right. And once we do a sense of self-worth, because we know internally, don't we all know what we are supposed to be doing? We really do. Like when it's tax time, you know, you're supposed to be doing those, uh, you know, getting those receipts together or whatever it may be, or that, you know, load of laundry that's sitting. And so what happens is um, when we do the things that we know we are supposed to be doing for our own good, um, then our mind says, oh, yeah, she said that was important and she did it. And so it it gives the mind evidence that we are worthy because we are keeping our word to ourselves. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. So what does it mean to know less? Uh, to, to do, do uh, no to more. Do, I'm sorry. To do, to, do to, no to do no more. Well, that's where sometimes we can get really involved in other people's lives mm-hmm. and do more than what is even healthy for them um we can overdo it we can insert ourselves in situations that really are not our business but we do it in the guise of being but i'm i'm just helping is what we say um and is our help really needed that's a question to ask and does it line up with our values going back to our boundaries are we overstepping somebody else's boundary you know sometimes the best thing we can do is to let somebody do what they need to be doing on their own to figure it out if we're telling people what to do or how to do it, especially adult children or teenagers and that sort of thing, um, we're not really helping them as much as we think we are. So that's a case of doing more than is necessary. So that helps with our self-worth because we are being really true to what we need in the world and what we are here to do in the world and not overdoing it or underdoing it. Very good. So what is T? T is transformation. And when we transform ourselves, we are transforming the world. Think about it this way. We are all one. We hear that expression so much. It really is true. We are all one energy. All humanity is one energy. And when we raise the frequency of our energy by feeling good about ourselves, by being whole, by doing well in the world, by feeling love and joy and happiness and prosperity and all of that, when we do that, we are raising the vibrational frequency of all of our brothers and sisters. And like we said before, we are modeling what it looks like to be a whole and healthy human. So one of the things I think is interesting, and I saw this a lot when I worked in higher education. So uh, for years I worked with a um, state and community college, a state community college and tribal college. And one of the things that I saw are people that go through transformations, mm-hmm. right? They come into college and all of a sudden they gain this this sense of worth of themselves. They, you know, they have more confidence. They have more like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. But they start to see some of their relationships fall away. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that this happens as well. I mean, it happens with all of us, right? Yes, yes. That there is, once we start to transform, some relationships just, I always say, are no longer in alignment. That's right. And that is absolutely true. And in the case of some of the people who are incarcerated, when they're coming out, they really need to let go of many toxic relationships because that's what, in some cases, got them in trouble in the first place. And many of them are extremely aware of that. Like some of them will say, I'm not moving back to my hometown when I get out because I don't want to run into the same people and do the same behavior. And so overall, as a general rule, though, when we start making changes and stand in, you know, the like in our own empowerment and all of that, there are going to be some people in our lives who are not going to like it. And um, the thing that we can do about that is, you know, stay connected with them in ways that are meaningful for us, but that do not diminish us in any way. Mm -hmm. Our playing small does not help 
anything at all. Marianne Williamson wrote a beautiful poem about that. But um, the idea is for us to remember that our transformation helps the transformation of the world because what we're doing is we're adding more light to the world. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, naturally some relationships will fall away, but that's okay. It doesn't mean that we are uh, pushing people out of our lives. Sometimes it just naturally happens because people aren't going to want to hang with us because we're not doing the old, dark, shadowy behaviors that we used to because we've grown. And it can seem kind of scary. And it can seem, you know, very um, sad in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. because sometimes these relationships are people you've been very close to for most of your life. Can be family members, can be other things, um, can be people you grew up with. Mm -hmm. But it's important to remember that this happens in all of our lives. Yes, it does. That there are people who come in for a season. Yes. People who come in for a reason. (laughs) And a lifetime, right? (laughs) And people who come in for a lifetime. Yeah. So just allowing that to let go Mm -hmm. and then that for what it was. Right. And the flip side, the beautiful part of this, Candy, is that we start attracting amazing other people who are more aligned with us. Right. So the people who can be brought into our lives, that's where the empowerment really comes in. Yes. So uh, people can go to, so our listeners can go to VenerableWomenEmpowerment.org to learn more about what you're doing. Yes. When we come back, I'm going to ask you, how can we get involved? How can we really start to support the work that you're doing? To read the online version of Natural Awakenings magazine, visit naturaltwincities.com. You can find a podcast of this show on am950radio.com, on Apple or Google Podcasts, and anywhere you get your podcasts. You're listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hi, friends. I've been talking to you about Minnesota's first green cemetery, Prairie Oaks Memorial Eco Gardens. It's an entirely new way of looking at our last earthly step. Burials are designed to have as little impact on the environment as possible. For many of us, a continuation of the commitment we made during our lifetimes. Let me suggest you go to the website, mngreengraves.com. Explore what it is. Prairie Oaks Memorial Eco Gardens. It's a lovely place, a peaceful place. Minnesota's first green cemetery. Seward Co-op, serving the community for nearly 45 years, invites you to shop their two convenient locations, both offering the strong commitment to local producers and healthy foods you've come to expect. Seward focuses on locally grown and raised products, fair trade, and environmental sustainability. Shop their selection of meats, artisan cheeses, and house-made baked goods. Find Seward at 2823 East Franklin Avenue or the Friendship Store on 38th Street and 3rd Avenue in Minneapolis. More at seward.coo. Located just north of 50th in France, the Great Wall Restaurant has provided a delicious taste of authentic Chinese cuisine since 1981. Specializing in Sichuan and Peking dishes, they offer one of the most extensive menus in the Twin Cities. Favorites include hot and sour soup, pan-fried dumplings, and mushu pork with homemade Chinese pancakes. Stop by their Edina location or call for takeout at 952-927-4439. See the full menu at greatwallrestaurant.us. Native Ritz Radio is proud to announce we've added an extra hour. Yeah, Chushke, one hour goes by too fast. That's right, Uncle Curtis. I'll have extra time to share important information about our sacred animals. And report national and native news from all over the country and Canada. This new hour is sponsored by Robbins Kaplan LLP, dedicated to redefining excellence for high-stakes litigation representation in Indian country. We are awake Hi, this is Chad from AM950. Snap Construction is arguably the most well-reviewed roofing, siding, window, and insulation contractor in the metro. Ryan is so excited about working with AM950 and our listeners that he wants to help us grow. This is Ryan, owner of Snap Construction. I was friends with Chad long before I started marketing with him. I was a bit skeptical of radio advertising before Chad convinced us to run ads. The advertising's been so successful, we want to help the station grow. We've absolutely loved working with the listeners of AM950, and we all know how extreme 
extremely important this radio station is to the community. To help AM 950 grow this summer, Snap Construction will be putting up proceeds to assist the station in marketing on social media. Snap Construction encourages you to follow, engage, share, and interact on the AM 950 social media platforms. Together, we can all work to ensure AM 950 continues to thrive and grow in our communities. We stand by our work with a lifetime craftsmanship guarantee. For a free estimate or more information on our financing, call 612-333-SNAP or check us out online. Conversations where we delve into the pages of Natural Awakenings magazine and talk to the professionals who share their expertise on natural health with you. I'm your host, Candy Braffle, and today I'm talking to Debbie Meckley, a health and spiritual wellness coach and author of Regret Free Living, a soon to be released book that is based on her work as a death doula. And that helps us in our search for finding our meaning, purpose, and passion. So just before the break, Debbie, you were telling us about we've gone through the first three of four mainstays in helping us to live a life without regret. And the fourth one is called is Hope's Dreams and Desires. Yeah. Um, you know, hope is a um, powerful little word. You know, it's non-tangible. What does it mean to us? I mean, typically we are either in hopefulness or hopelessness. There's not much in between. And we go back and forth from Mm -hmm. that. I think it's kind of a a dance of feeling what um, hopefulness feels like and what hopelessness feels like and, and attaching that to relationships and bonds and belonging and forgiveness. Um, and so I, I think that it's, um, um, it's good to realize that you move in and out of that. And uh, that's part of evolving. Once we become aware that, oh, I can go into this condition or I can go into the experience and be inspired back and forth. And, you know, the dreams, you know, what are, what are our dreams? Asking ourselves periodically, what, a, what is my daydream? What is my big dream? You know, what do, am I living it? And if I'm not, how can I be? What, what are the steps I could take? How can I unfold it so that I don't have it be a regret? Mm-hmm. You know, that, I, that it doesn't end up being that I just didn't do my dream. Well, we all have more than one dream. We got to get at least one of them out in there, right? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> at I've least had several. I know, I know. Many, many. And of course, the desires. Um, I, I teach my clients in coaching. Um, they'll always hear me say the word desire more than I'll, they'll hear me say the word want. Mm. As if you think about it, I want that. I want that. I want that. Wanting, the more we want, we'll get the experience of wanting, and it's kind of an empty place to be. But if you actually, and you can do this if you're driving in your car right now, (laughs) I desire that new relationship. I really desire that new position. Mm -hmm. I desire to be in business for myself. You will get goosebumps, God bumps. I mean, the word itself has feeling to it. And we know that everything starts with the thought and the feeling that goes behind it is how we actually create it. So um, I encourage um, you to get really connected with the desire. And what is the desired outcome that you're looking for? And get in alignment with it. Get attached to that and know what's driving you to be there. And you'll get every desired outcome that you ever put in front of you. That is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. So the four mainstays that you have... Now, these are are things that you use every day in your coaching as well. And I understand you do have a couple of uh, spots available for coaching. Um, so a couple of openings that you've recently had. Yeah, And so what is it that, uh, I know you have a, a great tagline for your coaching is. Oh, <laughs> empowering women to bring their dream lives into reality, no regrets. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. So helping people to really, helping women to really be able to live a life without regret and to be able to fulfill the dreams that they have. Mm-hmm. And you can help them to do that. So how, how would somebody engage you in a coaching? You know, how do you, how do you determine if it's a good fit for you and for them? Well, I do a, um, a 45-minute to 60-minute, um, usually about an hour, discovery session. And during that time, it's um, a series of questions to help you get very clear on what it is you want. Sometimes we think we know what we want, but when we really soulfully get a little bit deeper, we're like, oh, 
it's there's more to it than that. And then the obstacles, what are they, um, and how we can acknowledge them and move to the other side of them. You know, we can't go around them. We've got to go through them and um, to get to where we want to be. And um, determining, you know, what is that voice, which I call the critter brain, that's <laughs> talking, brain. That. <laughs> talking to you, telling you that you're not good enough or big enough. There's not enough money. You're too old, too young. Oh, don't do that. Come back in the comfort zone. Understanding what that is, I call her she. I actually encourage my clients to name her and have a new kind of conversation to calm her down so that you can go on to that next best thing, that next step um, that is. So the discovery session of, uh, is complimentary. And, um, oh, I was just going to say, wow, yeah. that sounds really powerful. So, yeah. And it's complimentary for yeah, people. Yeah, absolutely. And they can, they can engage you how? Where do they go? Um, they can go to, the web, to my website or, um, and uh, email me through the website for a discovery session. And the website is trustyourvisioncoaching.com. Correct. Or they can call you. Call you would be great. Call me would be great. Not call you. They should call me. (laughs) They can call me, but I'm not going to be able to help them so much with that. I'll take that referral, (laughs) Candy. And your phone number is? 952-381-5342. Okay, great. Now, you also do motivational speaking. Yep, I've been talking a lot now about the book, um, but I've done a lot of talks from um, health and wellness to death as my advisor, very intriguing talk, uh, to regret-free living. Um, So I love going out and speaking about what's going to be coming out in this book, Living Better, um, as a a guidepost and um, something that we all, of all ages, need to look at, even uh, kids in college, you know, looking at... um, how, how am I going to do this life? How do I really want to do it? How am I going to create this? Mm-hmm. So in order to um, be able to engage you in a speaking engagement or if you they want to be, take part in one of the events that you have coming up, again, they can go to your website, Correct. trustyourvisioncoaching.com. Yeah. Um, before we leave, I really want to, we only have a couple of minutes left, but I really want to talk a minute about one of the books that you have that is currently available called Giving Space, A Daughter's Memoirs. Yeah. What can you tell us about that? Um, when my mom was dying, um, I she died young. She was 73, and I had I was so grateful, really, for my childhood, and um, I was the oldest of four, and so there were a lot of things that I remembered that my siblings didn't remember, so I started writing this book, and I was kind of in a hurry to write the book because I wanted my mom to still be able to hear me read it to her and understand it before um, it was too far down the road of her trip, as she called it. So the giving (laughs) space, um, I, I finished the book, and I had no name for it. And for years I had a dream of this place called the giving space where people could come. It was a retreat where they could come and be who they were and um, experience themselves in the highest um, place. And so I was sitting there and all of a sudden I realized my mother was the giving space all along. Mm. And so um, that's what I named the book. And um, uh, and it's, you know, it's really just a, a beautiful compilation of, of funny things. My mom was funny, funny, funny. So... Uh, Your memoirs. Yeah, my memoirs. Well, Debbie, thank you so much for being with us today. And again, to contact Debbie, you can uh, call her at 952-381-5342. Thank you for joining our conversation today as we awaken to natural health. To read the online edition of Natural Awakenings magazine or to check out our complete online calendar of events, visit naturaltwincities.com. You can find a podcast of this show on am950radio.com or Apple and Google Podcasts. Thank you for joining our conversation today. You've been listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and I am wishing for you a lovely day. Lovely day, lovely day, lovely day, lovely day.